All right, guys. Market news. Number one on a list of 10, Binance. Oh, boy. Starting right off at the top of the hour here. Uh, balances and orders are allegedly not being processed right, be in crypto. I don't know why this is so big of news. Um, yeah, so they have a technical issue. Uh, I'd like to say we never have any of those. That'd probably be a lie. Um, so look, all comp- all tech-related companies have tech issues from time to time. I don't know why I'm saying something nice about Binance. Uh, maybe I'm just having a bad day or a really good day. I don't, I don't, I don't know. Um, point is, is that, you know, no matter how big your company is, no matter how much money you have, no matter what your revenues look like or how small you are and how, what, what's the size of your, you know, client list, this happens to everybody. Um, so story says here, uh, having problem checking their balances, I'm assuming they have some API issues, probably some connectivity issues, could be some server issues. They have servers in different places around the world. I think all linked have some cloud systems. So if you have one you know, one main server down, you're trying to collect, connect that to balances that may exist on another server while you have an issue. So, uh, so it had to happen to a, a bunch of different people. They're saying, you know, funds are safe, which I'm, I'd have to say they probably are, uh, if this is an API issue. Um, but yeah, just goes to show that no matter how big your balance sheet is, um, these issues happen, especially because this, this actually is a, is a, is a clear point that in most other, let's say, regulated or, or more matured financial markets, most systems that companies use are standardized. So bank A, bank B, platform A, platform B, whatever, whatever, whatever all end up using similar or the same back office services uh, that are used by everybody. So they're standardized. So things tend to happen less mainly because it's one company. Now, when something happens, it happens across multiple providers, right? But generally speaking, it happens much less. Here, every single company generally has their own products, which means it can be a bit of a minefield when you talk about uh, errors and things going down. So anyway, it just means that, you know, you got to focus where you have to focus, right? Make sure your fucking systems work. I mean, that's, that's, that's number one on the list, right? Number two on the list of 10, Bitcoin's lightning network is growing increasingly centralized. Yeah, well, it's centralized. So, well, why is that? How is that a uh, lightning is basically centralized by its very virtue, right? You need to have you need to have credit in the lightning network in order to make lightning payments. Someone has to manage the credit. Thus, in that it is centralized. So, obviously, the the bigger it grows, the more centralized it becomes. I'm not a researcher. I figured that one out in about I don't know eight and a half seconds. Maybe it was nine seconds. I don't want to pat myself on the back too hard here. Um, but it's, it's a centralized system, you know, it just shows that in, at least when it comes to Bitcoin, probably the most decentralized asset, Bitcoin being probably the most decentralized asset that exists in crypto, slow, need something like lightning to speed it up. Obviously for that speed, things need to be centralized. The bigger lightning, the bigger amount of use that lightning gets, the more capital that comes through lightning, obviously the more centralized it becomes. Number three on the list of 10, Sweden is testing its new central bank digital currency. Yeah, I saw this, e-krona. Um, cool. I was just in Montenegro talking to the Montenegro authorities, uh, capital markets authority, central bank, et cetera, about just this, uh, central bank issued digital currency, CBDC. actually did a lecture on it as well at the uh, one of the biggest private university in Montenegro. Um it's cool. It's cool to see. We were actually talking about who was going to be the first in Europe to actually get it done. This is a test. So it's actually, as far as I know, it's kind of monopoly money at first. 
um, just to show how the system would work. All countries in the world will issue central bank digital currency. That doesn't mean they're going to issue crypto, guys. Doesn't mean they're issuing their their own version of Bitcoin. It just means that there's a big difference between uh, e-money. So, for instance, if you have a debit card, a credit card, you have an account at some uh, e-money provider, like uh, something like a Revolut, or even though Revolut now has a banking license, but bear with me, uh, you know, something like that. You've already dealt with electronic money, e-money, right? The U.S. has has regulation that ties around what they. I don't think I'm not sure. I think they call electronic money, not e-money, but hey, uh, in the EU we have e-money. Around the world, most uh, most large economies have some provision for e-money. What e-money means? It's the electronic version. It's backed by the actual legal tender. Meaning, on this side you have you know dollars, euros, whatever, and then you issue e-money. It's like mirrored. So you have ten euros, ten e-money euros, units, 10 e-money units, let's say. And you basically mirror those accounts. The difference with central bank issued digital currency is the digital currency is actually legal tender. There is nothing backing it, just like there's nothing backing the euro or the dollar uh, when you, the paper currency, let's say. Um, so it is a big step forward because it means that they, they don't have to actually create or print money <laughs> to actually issue e-money. They don't need to have a, a separate ledger. They don't need to have two ledgers uh, working at the same time between the legal tender and the e-money. This is simply just one unit. Um, so everyone will do it. I Mark my words, every single country in the world will have a central bank issued digital currency. The question is who does it first? And not, well, the Swedes, off to the races, good for them. I don't, well, they actually, funny thing is they launched it before China, even though it's kind of in test mode right now. So good for them. Number four on the list of 10, Binance CEO uh, CZ says, uh, Bitcoin having not priced in. Great. Um, I don't know how it wouldn't be priced in, right? You, you know why? Because everybody knows about it. It's like knowing the news that's going to come out. Now, it's one thing, for instance, in currency trading for years, right? You have something called non-farm payroll call it NFP for short, because we're awesome like that. So non-farm payroll comes out, I think on the first Friday of every month. I haven't traded in, I haven't actually traded in a while, guys. So bear with me. I could be wrong on that, but I think it's the first Friday of every month. Non-farm payroll basically says the change in jobs that don't have to do with farming, right? So how many new jobs entered the market or how many jobs left the market? That's a big mover in the currency markets, right? Because it's one of the, the biggest has one of the biggest direct impacts on spending, uh, GDP, et cetera. So anyway, it's a big mover, right? So it can move the US dollar, euro, whatever, uh, many basis points, right? Um, so NFP, usually a few days before NFP, you get all the experts' opinions on what they think the NFP will be. More jobs, less jobs, how many more jobs, how, ma how many less jobs, et cetera. And it starts to get priced in. Now, it, I've been in circumstances where, where most of the, the experts say on NFP, uh, you know what? It's going to be positive 150,000 jobs, and it ends up being negative 200,000. I've seen those things. And obviously, the market prices in 150 positive and then freaks out when it's 200,000 negative. But most of the time, it's pretty close. In this scenario, we have a piece of news that there's no question about what the news will be or when it will happen. We literally know the day, the time, and exactly what the news will be. So how the fuck is that not priced in as soon as you know it's going to happen? 
It's, in, it's an impossibility. It's an idiot statement is what it is. It's 100% priced in. Now, does that mean it was 100% priced in literally uh, as soon as the uh, more of the mass populace understood what having meant and it was mentioned in the news, priced in, done. Now, that doesn't mean that nothing will happen on the day of the happening. Why? Well, most of the time in markets, depending on how mature or immature they are, the exact opposite of what you expect to happen will happen first. Because mainly, so you expect positive news for Bitcoin, expect selling to happen before buying. Because the guys that know it's going to be positive are not going to buy into other people's buying. That's stupid. They want to buy into people selling. They get cheaper prices. So what they do is they simply wait. News comes out. All the small fish see that the price isn't going any higher. They wonder, Jesus, it's good news. Why is it going higher? Maybe they know something we don't know. And they sell. And that sell pressure, because most people were waiting it on the buy side, triggers lots of stops real quick makes the price fall even further, and then the buying starts. I would expect that's probably what's going to happen around the day of the happening. But to say it's not priced in is moronic, is absolutely moronic, because there's no other news that can happen. We're not going to get on the day of the happening and go, oh, guess what, guys? We're not happening. We're three-quartering today. Ha, ha, ha. That's not going to happen. Right? I mean, it's, the news is known 100% priced in. Number five on the list of 10. I, yeah, I told you, if it's a Binance news story, guys, one minute is just not enough. I could have kept going, but I'm going to move on. Crypto exchange Fcoin insolvent after revealing up to 130 million Bitcoin shortfall. Yeah, not much good to say on this news story, I think, other than the fact that uh, Fcoin, well, they really fucked you there, didn't they? I mean, that's why they probably had the name. Um, so insolvent, yeah. Uh, look, guys, I don't know the background of Fcoin. I'm not even going to read the story. Uh, I think the, the point here is that I would almost rest assured that these guys don't have the background to which they should be running a financial enterprise. They're probably not regulated by any stretch of the imagination, Chinese-based, something like that. Um, probably had absolutely no four-eye principles or anything inside of the company. They weren't watching the money. They had no automated alerts, nothing. And if they did, they weren't properly tested and I read somewhere that I think since 2018, they probably had this issue and the issue simply compounded over time. That means that a small issue that snowballed and 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 snowballed, at no point did anyone catch it until they went bankrupt. So that means nobody was looking. So that means there was no anything in place. I mean, forget it. There wasn't even a position probably for someone to pay attention, you know? That's, that's the good side of the story. The bad side is that they saw it happening and they actually were stealing that money. And that's why, and now you just, you're just finding out what they've been doing, siphoning money off the top. And even, even maybe even worse than that, because this at least shows intent and maybe that they were trying to actually do something, even though it was illegal. Uh, even worse than that might be that they didn't know they needed someone there or that they actually should be checking. So I don't know, you picked your poison. Uh, it's still poison regardless. Number six on the list of 10, SEC nails Enigma ICO orders refund registration of fine. As I've been saying now for 18 months, I think, uh, this was well expected, not specifically for uh, Enigma, um, but the, SC, the SEC, uh, after any type of judicial precedent, which they've gotten a few times now, will go after more and more ICOs. It's just another one on the list. Um, so there you go. I would, I would expect more. So number seven on list 10, Visa grants Coinbase power to issue Bitcoin debit cards. I think this one might be slightly misstated. Uh, so Coinbase has become uh, a Visa, what do they call it? Partner, principal membership. Yeah. So 
Principal membership comes most of the time simply from the fact that you issue a lot of cards. So you become a principal member. And that gives you like almost like a board seat kind of thing. That's not that prestigious, but it gives you basically a seat so you can help dictate some of the policies and how and how Visa goes about distributing in certain areas of the world. Yep, so they cut out a middleman. Great, 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 great. These aren't these obviously these cards aren't linked direct to Bitcoin. Uh, so here we have it saying issue Bitcoin debit cards. No, they're issuing USD Euro debit cards and the Bitcoin's getting converted on their side. There's no such thing as a Visa Bitcoin card. Can't spend Bitcoin on the Visa network. Um, then becoming a, a, I mean, it's a good step for the industry as a whole. That's for sure. I think Coinbase uh, does a lot of things they, they should be doing. Um, though, as I mentioned in the past, many times when we do any type of KYT on our side, know your transaction, Coinbase tends to be in the middle of uh, a lot of, let's say, medium to high risk transactions. And that's probably because they're just big and they get exposure to lots of transactions. Uh, but having said that, again, I think they do a lot of things they, they need to be doing. They're definitely aware of regulation. They definitely do what they can to comply with it. Um, so then becoming part, a larger part of the big, uh, the Visa network is just good for all of us. It means that Visa, MasterCard and the likes are starting to open up to crypto companies. And they're not simply writing us off just because we're in crypto. They're actually going to do some research and find out they should do business with us. So that's a good thing all around. Number eight on the list of 10. Jesus, Binance all over the place this week. Binance CEO says crypto exchange has applied for a Singapore license. Uh, okay, a Singapore license. I would assume that's a license in Singapore, not a license called the Singapore license. So let me delve a little deeper. Um, let's see. Okay, what kind of license is what I'm wondering. Ah, okay. Uh, the Updated Payment Services Act brings what is termed digital payment token services covering all Upon the act, crypto funds required to first register and apply for license to operate the jurisdiction. Okay, so it's simply, it's basically akin to, it's it's the fifth money anti-money laundering directive type licenses that exist here around Europe. Same type of license we have in Australia, by the way, um, a registration and the same thing you would have like under FINRA in the United States. So anyway, not a big deal. I thought maybe they were going to be going after a stored uh, payments license, which you can actually move up to 35 million in, in Singapore on a yearly basis, I believe, uh, without actually even needing a license, which is a lot, which is a reason why a lot of fraudulent entities end up in Singapore first, um, but uh, are trying to skirt regulation of laws or at least uh, loopholes. Um, but anyway, this is kind of, I guess they probably have a lot of clients in Singapore, so it's just something they have to do. Um, it won't be hard to acquire and they should acquire it, mainly because it's more of a registration. You're required to simply show that you're doing the correct things, i.e. in terms of KYC and AML. It's not something that usually would get denied. So not a big deal. Um, but it does show that between from, from two years ago till now, Binance is actually at least paying some attention to regulation, where before they didn't pay attention to any of it. So a bit of a change there. Number nine, a list of 10, UK crypto exchange CoinFloor launches no BS service for Bitcoin beginners. Yet CoinFloor uh, recently as well dropped all other assets but Bitcoin. So they're a Bitcoin only exchange and they weren't seeing volumes on anything else. And now they're going down these no BS. I think the no BS thing, I didn't, I haven't looked at it. I assume it's, you know, it's built for newbies. That's great. There obviously are way more newbies in the world than there are people that know what they're doing. Um, so I guess that makes sense. The fact that they're only focusing on Bitcoin, the vast amount of liquidity right now is in Bitcoin right now makes sense. My question is, what happens afterward? What happens when Bitcoin isn't the main liquidity engine inside of crypto or tokenized, the tokenized market? 
What do they do then? Uh, number 10 on the list of 10, Brazilian crypto exchanges crushed under the weight of tough laws. I think this is probably more better said, uh, Brazil crypto exchanges crushed under any type of law. I think that's, that's kind of what we're saying here. Um, so they have some strict tax laws that have come out. Crypto firms also face a $350 fine should they fail to file a monthly declaration. So if you don't file your declaration for 10 years, it's 40K fine. Oh, boy, that's tough, man. You know, that should put a lot of companies out of business. You can't pay $350 a year. Uh, moving on. So I think what it is is that they went from having no oversight to any oversight, and that'll knock out pretty much the lowest hanging fruit, right? The guys that really didn't know what they were doing or really were running just a complete monstrosity of a business, they're basically put out of business. Um, but look, guys, if, you weren't, if you're running a financial business, again, I, I repeat this all the time, and you didn't expect the tax board to show up one day and go, hey, bro, um, can we get some of the money you, you owe us? Or, you know, the regulator saying, dude, um, seriously, you're you're taking all these this, this money um, and you're not doing any checks. Maybe you could start, you know, maybe you could actually check to make sure, uh, you know, human traffickers are, I don't know, sending money through your system. I mean, you know, if you could, if you have time uh, within all the other stuff you guys have to do. I mean, this is inevitable, right? So whatever. I mean, it's kind of Darwin's law, right? I mean, the, the only, only the strong survive. Right? So, and uh, like I said, have a great weekend. Talk to you guys soon. Cheers.